Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. Welcome to episode 53 of the Move the Stairs podcast, the podcast for CBD business owners. We are recording on Friday, November 5th, 2021. We're so happy you're joining us for today's exciting conversation. Now, usually we bring on a guest for these podcasts, but today we're tapping into our own expertise because why not, Diane? Absolutely, Jordan. We saw a piece of media coverage on a local CBD brand this week that really, you know, raised our eyebrows. It was compelling, informative, and unique. All the things we take pride in when pitching stories for our clients. I mean, you know, Jordan, it had alpacas. I know. I mean, how, <laughs> if I see alpacas in the headline, I'm going to stop scrolling, give it that extra few seconds to read the rest of the headline, and then inevitably click on the story. So I, I was pretty excited to see this piece of coverage. It was really cool. But before we give away the whole story, um, from an insider media relations standpoint, we're going to break down what worked with the story and why a story like this fits into CBD brand protection PR and how you could start moving your thinking in the direction of great stories like these. And that's right, Diane. Now, before we get into kind of showcasing that particular story, um, I want to briefly talk about, you know, the types of CBD stories that we typically see on a daily basis. Uh, we have a really powerful listening tool called Meltwater. And if you're unfamiliar with Meltwater, uh, what this digital listening tool does is scrapes thousands of websites based on um, a, a keyword search or a key phrase search that we set up. So then what we can do with that is have it send us a daily blast um, of content based on the, the search parameters that we set up. So we have two that we use, uh, CBD to follow what's happening here in Colorado and also to follow what's happening nationwide. So we, we really like and take pride in our, uh, you know, ability to, to stay on top of what's happening out in the CBD landscape. Now, Diane, we worked out this filter um, to omit a few things because some of this stuff, you know, we just, it, it, it's not relevant for us. You know, um, some of the pay for play press releases and that's um, if somebody pays a uh, distribution service like Globe Newswire to push out a, uh, a national press release or a statewide press release. And usually you'll see these on earnings statements or a new product line 
or sometimes it uh, has to do with a, a change up in leadership or the C-suite. Um, that's great information. And I think it's a great uh, tactic to use to bring brand awareness. But for our purposes, we don't really follow that. We like to focus uh, particularly on research, um, compelling stories that we're going to get into, and some of the regulations that are happening um, statewide and nationwide. So getting rid of those things, we're primarily left with uh, a few things, such as research, as I mentioned, regulations, the occasional good story. Uh, but Diane, can you guess what percentage of news coverage I see in my inbox every day that is generally listicles such as how my CBD product helps with a given issue? You know, Jordan, I would guess probably about 70% of what you see is that general information type. Is that right? Higher. You got to go up. <laughs> really? Yeah, it, it's closer to 90%, believe it or not. And if you're wow. a, a CBD business owner listening to this podcast, um, know that that content is good for your brand. But when you're trying to pitch a particular reporter or a particular news outlet, you're running into dozens of other news pitches that are the exact same thing. So while I think it's good, it's probably very good for SEO purposes. Um, if you're trying to really nail coverage to expand maybe your brand in your local community or try to put yourself on a national spotlight, um, you're probably going to fall short with that. And I would say that you know, the majority of what we see is that type of coverage. But I would say 2% of CBD stories that come into my inbox every day uh, fall under the category of this really cool story we're about to dive into. All right. So let's get to it. This story, it's about a farm in Boulder, Colorado that raises alpacas and uses their manure to fertilize this CBD brand's USDA certified organic hemp crop. Now that is cool because yep. I don't think of alpacas <laughs> as fertilizer <laughs> producers. They go like cows or really just cows. Um, so if that wasn't interesting enough, um, Diane, these alpacas are on TikTok. I know they have their own account, which is crazy. <laughs> and you know, not only does this brand have a non-traditional way of being a good steward for its soil, but their stars, the alpacas, have one of the most rapidly growing social media platforms in the world on their TikTok channel called Alpacas Hemp, or is it Hemp Alpacas? It's one or the other, Jordan, do you know? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I'm sure it would pop up. Now, I, if, you I think put in, story... if you put in Alpacas and Hemp, it's gonna pop on TikTok, which is really right. cool. What a smart way to you know build your brand and, right. um, and get people to stop scrolling, stop that thumb, on alpacas they everybody loves animals we'll just start with that and alpacas are cute i know they're and you know my my tiktok is all animals so i and i i'm wondering now if uh you know how you can get targeted ads once you google something i wonder if because i've looked up the alpacas the next time i log into tiktok i'm going to start seeing alpacas on my tiktok but um it's really cool so they, they've already got this really neat angle um non-traditional way to fertilize their soil and because they're um, produce such nitrogen rich manure, um, it's a very good way to replenish the nutrients lost in the topsoil. Not to mention, Diane, this is the fact that stood out to me. Did you know that alpacas are like cats? As in herding? 
Is it hurting they, cats? They use like obviously they're much larger than cats, but they almost have like a litter box in a sense. So cats always do their biz in the litter box. Alpacas right. generally do it in the same spot on the farm. So that makes it a lot easier for the farmers to scoop it up, uh, make their manure mix, and then go out to the fields and spread it. But you know, okay. That's that was my takeaway from this, but there's there's a deeper level with insider media relations uh, we should dive into. Um, it, so, you know, what is it for you that made this story work? For me, it was the fertilizer part. What was it for you? Well, you know what I loved is we're always looking for that news angle that will really pique the curiosity of a journalist. Um, and for starters, in this article. It doesn't mention what products the brand makes, but it does lead with the name of the company, which is Miraflora. It's in the headline, not in the headline, but in the subheader. So right there, you are getting some great brand um, awareness coming out, which is great. Um, it doesn't talk about the specific products, what they're used for, why customers should buy them. It's one of those things that says, what a cool company this is. And you know what? That's exactly what we want. People don't want to be sold to all the time, but they right. do want to hear a story. They want to have a reason to trust you. And one thing to be thinking about when you as a CBD business owner are pitching stories to local reporters is that you're not trying to sell them your products, but you are trying to get them to write about your brand, which with stories like this could lead to additional sales and absolutely will lead to increased web traffic or social media followers. And all that is really, really important. So that uh, the TikTok account for the alpacas, I'm going to have to look it up um, and drop a note um, into the podcast. But they had roughly 7,000 followers before the story was published. I, I wonder how many they have now. And as of this recording, I think the story was published two or three days ago. So it'll right. be really interesting to see um, how that blows up. Well, what's really cool too, Diane, is we can see both sides of this because we have pitched stories like this for our clients. But the reporter who wrote the story was a guest on the Move the Stairs podcast over the summer. So, you know, we kind of know what she's thinking too when she's sifting through the hundreds, if not thousands of emails that she has, especially if she's coming in on a Monday from over the weekend, um, to see what stories that she wants to write about because she knows what her audience uh, wants to read. So and we know from speaking with her, she's not necessarily interested in talking about, you know, how CBD can help with a given issue. She wants to tell a really good story. And that story from Miraflora was a really good story. So the take-home point here is if your brand can tell a good story that's not a sales pitch, because again, they didn't mention any products in that story, you're not going to have any issues being published like uh, Miraflora was spotlighted earlier this week. And, you know, Diane, what do stories like this uh, accomplish for a brand in the long run that, you know, listicles are great for SEO, but they, they just don't really push the needle? Well, these types of stories really set your brand apart from your competitors. You know, anyone can type up a 300-word pitch about how their products help their consumers, but that pitch is not going to stand out against dozens of other pitchers that say the same thing. I mean, we know okay. that CBD basically is used for pain and nausea and inflammation, right? All the things that we use CBD for. Um, and what was interesting when we were talk talking to the reporter who did the story 
is that she's like, CBD, it's kind of boring. The pitches are kind of, they're all the same and there's nothing new. Mm -hmm. Well, this was new. And stories like this can offer an identity to your company. You know, your customers and potential customers see you for who you are. They can really feel good about you and what you're doing, how much you care about sustainability, which is such a huge issue right now. And when it comes time to decide where am I going to buy my product and they have a, a myriad of choices, right? you're going to be at the top, right? You're going to really stand out. So the best part is, and you haven't even had to tell them about your product because you found these nuggets um, and the alpacas are definitely a nugget within your CBD brand and you effectively pitch them to industry reporters or even general assignment reporters because it builds your thought leadership as a brand and it builds your customer loyalty, which are all components of brand protection PR. And whoever pitched this was brilliant because it's one of those things that is going on. It's the type of thing every company has this unique little thing. You had to figure out what that unique little thing is. Somebody recognized it and pitched the reporter on it and look what they got. It was a fantastic article. And just, you know, to, to echo what you were saying, Diane, those alpacas, they all have names, too. And in the article, um, you know, the farmer said, listen, I, I don't look at these, uh, you know, critters, my alpacas, as livestock. I treat them as pets. And that's just, you know, for me as a reader, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that just gives me all the warm fuzzies inside. You know, like as if I was draped in a nice alpaca, like. Uh, I don't know, um, scar for something to keep me warm in the wintertime. It's just a really good feel good story, you know, all around. So, you know, this is one of those um, stories, you know, maybe they had been planning it for a little while. Maybe it was, you know, somebody thought of this and said, hey, let's do it. So, you know, how do we how do we get people to move the stairs and, you know, reframe their mind into this brand protection PR mindset? You know, how do we help people discover what it is that is that nugget? That, that unique piece that you just mentioned in their CBD company that could lead to a really cool or a very powerful story. Absolutely. And remember, Move the Stairs is looking at what you've got and making the absolute most of it. Um, it came from a time when I was a journalist and I was covering a political campaign and the incumbent was expected to win. But in journalism, whoever gets the incumbent, the winner first, right after they give their acceptance speech, wins the night. And I really needed to win the night at this point in my career. And when I walked into a ballroom and saw the, the lectern up on a stanchion where, the, um, where they were going to be giving the acceptance speeches, there were stairs leading up onto the platform. And the stairs, unfortunately, were leading to my competition. I was completely, my guys had set up on the wrong side. I mean, completely the wrong side. And I thought, what can I do? What can I do? There's got to be something that I can do to give myself an edge. I went over, I looked at the stairs, and they were actually bolted in, and they were on wheels. So I unbolted them, and I moved them to my side. We won the night. What these guys did is they looked at what they had. Miraflora looked at what they have that's unique and different, and something that they, I'm sure, tell people about all the time. And they thought, oh, there's a story there. So that's what that's how you move the stairs. So I think the first step is trying to look at what your brand does from an outside perspective, something that you would tell someone about, something that you have told someone about that kind of sets you aside. You know, we work with a group called Rocky Ford Growers Association, um, and I love the fact that they did a whole story, you know, washing your hands, being clean, um, 
you know, and how do you take care of your immigrant workers has all been in the news in the past couple of years. They did a story about the porta potties that they put in the field for the field workers, for the field hands and how they wash their hands and whatever. And we put it on social media and it exploded. Who would have thought porta potties? Well, anybody who's like, what's interesting? What's different? What do I do that's going the next step above? This is something that Rocky Ford did and it paid off in a big way when we saw it and we're like, this, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant to do a story about the porta potties because certainly when you see porta potties, you're probably going to stop. It's not the average thing <laughs> you can see, you know, you can see Rocky Ford is known for cantaloupe. You can see all the cantaloupe pictures in the world, especially in July and August, they're, they're everywhere, but a porta potty in a field, what is that about? And it makes you stop and think, and that's how you get a story to really make an impact. You know, I think sometimes we try to overthink things. Um, you know, every now and again, you know how they have the, uh, the the National Park in Arkansas where you can go digging for diamonds, right? And right. I would say once every three or four years, somebody pulls in on Earth like a, a bajillion carat diamond that's worth <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I, I, that's what companies try to do when they're looking for something that's going to go viral. You can dig and you can dig and you can dig, but it's going to take years to find it. And it's a really easy trap to fall into sometimes. And I got to tell you, some of the stuff that goes viral, it just kind of happens. You know, it's not somebody searching for it. They put something up and then it blows up. You just have no idea. Um, if, if we were able to crack that code, um, you see a lot more people being able to effectively choose when they're going to go viral. So, you know, kind of like the porta potty thing, it's just something interesting that could get you covered. I think it's important to take a step back and try to look at what it is that your CBD brand is doing that, you know, the, the average person who is maybe not in the industry um, might find really interesting. And that could be something that gets you some media coverage, or it could be something trivial that your brand does um, that again, because you work in the industry, um, you're like, well, this is not a big deal. But if you're the only one talking about it, it could be a big deal. And it could kind of be that little nugget that um, a reporter says, oh, that's really neat. I know this happens, but because you're willing to talk about it, you know, we can use this uh, little nugget to, to put out to our viewers and, you know, inform our viewers that, you know, what happens, um, a nice peek behind the curtain, so to speak. And another thing that I always enjoyed um, when I was a reporter was getting some really creative visuals. Mm -hmm. And even if your story is a little more mundane, um, if you have a nice visual that helps tell the story and can captivate an audience, it can take that Monday and just really crank it up a notch um, to something that, you know, the reporter is going to enjoy and their audience is going to be uh, enjoy. So, you know, I think those are really great examples of, you know, what you can do to um, begin the steps of discovering what your CBD brand has so that you can make a really creative pitch. You know, I think what's interesting about that, Jordan, is we all have our cell phones with us now and, we're in a selfie culture. We're in a taking picture culture because you take pictures. And I was just with my friends um, and we had a reunion. And one of my friends, I, I don't know, she took a thousand pictures easily. Um, and more than I even thought to take. Absolutely more than I even thought to take. But um, one of the pictures that I, I think is so interesting, um, I was on the beach and the tide had gone out and there was some really great striations in the sand. They were so beautiful. 
I took a picture of that because when I looked at it, it stopped me. And I thought, oh, I'd like to share this with some of my friends. That thing got so many responses. That's the kind of stuff that you want to think about. If there's something that's beautiful, if you're if you're out in a field of hemp and you see the wind blowing a certain way, um, and it, you know that's you know take a video, take a picture. Sometimes also I will take pictures and I'll go away from them for a couple of days and then come back and look at them and see what really hits me about that picture. Is is it worth sending out? So I'm only sending out the best stuff. But if it's still hitting me when I'm going through my uh, my whole gallery of pictures on my phone, I find that's another really good way to say, oh, if I wanted to share this with somebody, would this make a good story at the same time? So, you know, in an industry that's shrouded with mystery and misconception and offering stories to reporters is a great way for the public to get to know you, just as they would people at other local businesses. But you want to use those visuals. That's really, really important. We talk a lot about the trust bottle and filling it one drop at a time with trust. The idea is you accumulate um, trust over time so that when something happens in the industry or you know something happens with your brand, you can rely on that trust that you've built up over years so that you get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and positive stories about your brand is just one of the ways to accomplish adding trust uh, to the trust bottle. And it's a really big part of brand protection PR. So, you know, we try to make sure there's a, a full spectrum of tactics, pun intended, uh, to help fill that trust bottle. And as we're looking at some of these stories and trying to brainstorm some of these stories for our clients, um, you know, having a nice little idea bank is a great way to kind of go about that. So you don't have to put yourself on the spot and say, oh, no, I don't have anything to talk about today. No, sit down and do a brainstorm. It's well worth your time. Uh, to see what it is and you know we talk about developing idea buckets um to accomplish that you know looking at what what things that you're proud of um with your cbd brand that you can talk about it's not a sales pitch but it's just one of those things where you're saying hey get to know us get to know me you know get to know the people who work for us these are all important things when it comes to um you know adding little drops of trust to the trust bottle i do think that that's so important and that's how you turn any type of a crisis into an opportunity. Because if you become the person that people come to um, through the years of working, there were so many times, especially when I was younger, when I thought, yes, why are these people so dumb? Why are my bosses so dumb? Why are my bosses doing this this way? I don't understand I, that. I never think like that, Diane. Oh, thank goodness, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but then when as I got into more management, I'm like, this is why they did it. And one of the things I realized was no one ever told me why. And so it was something that I tried to make um, sure that people knew why I was making the decision I was going to make. They may not always agree with it, but if they understand the logic behind it. It builds that trust. And that's really important for you to do with media and with your customers. They may not always agree with you. They may not always agree with how what you what you decided the stand you've decided to take. But they know that you did it thoughtfully. They know that you're educated. They know that you're a leader in the field. And so when that bad thing happens, you know we want reporters to call us both for the good things and for the bad things, because it gives us the opportunity to explain what's going on behind the scenes that helps put 
whatever the decision was in context. Um, and to never, you know, we never put anybody else down, but we say this is what a best practice is. All of those also add to your trust bottle while you're dealing with whatever crisis there is. So there's opportunity in all of that. And why do the reporters call you? They call you because you put out great stories like alpacas, like Mira Flora did, mm. um, that help them tell the story of CBD in a unique way. Um, and so, you know, they're going to call when, when the story happens. And I can tell you this, Jordan, you know this too, from being in a newsroom, when something comes down, you call who you know. You call right. who you know is going to answer the phone and who is going to be straightforward with you. Um, and remember, if you get called out of the blue on something, you can always say, tell me what your deadline is. I, I've got to go for the next 20 minutes, but I'll call you back, which buys you some time to figure out what the heck it is you're going to say. You don't have to answer the questions right when they call you. But having them call you is so much better than being the person who's just sitting there reading about whatever it is and whatever somebody else's perspective was, whether you're in the paper or watching it on TV. So I think it's really important and this all works together for brand protection PR. You're out there and you're building your brand because you've come up with a great story, but you're also building the relationships with the reporters who are then going to call you for whatever comments they need on the industry. And when your customers read it, see it, and hear it, it's just reinforcing to them that you're a leader. And if you're a leader, they're going to buy from you. And so it all works together to make sure that your brand is as safe as possible and is growing all the time. And that's what we're all about. I think a, a really good example to, you know, looking at it from uh, through the lens of a, a consumer is, you know, a hot topic right now in CBD is labeling. We've already seen changes um, in Colorado recently. So if you're a brand and you have to update your labeling or your packaging, it's something that maybe your customers and your your uh, consumers have been used to um, for a long time. Um, you know, putting that out there, that educational material, saying, "Hey, you're going to see this change, and here's why it's happening," as opposed to just doing it, and then people right. who are used to seeing one thing, they get another, and and they're very confused. Is you know, that's another uh, a great opportunity. Uh, to build trust in your brand where you don't even necessarily need to have, um, you know, intervention from the media to tell that story. That's just using your your own platforms, whether it's your website or social media, um, to help fill that trust bottle. And I think that's really important, especially um, if we are if we are going to get a, a new FDA director, Diane, in the, in the near future. And, you know, we have the, the new farm bill on the way next year. So, um, we are going to see some of these industry changes. So if you're looking for ways to, um, you know, build that trust bottle outside of the media, you know, staying on top of things like we do, with the, you know, as being proud members of the Hemp Industry Roundtable is a great way to do so. Absolutely. So, you know, with this episode, we really took a look and put heavy, heavy emphasis on insider media relations. You can see how working this one pillar of brand protection PR really influences the other pillars in a positive way. And it's a great way to showcase how one element of brand protection PR works in real life. 
It's really cool. And man, I love to read stories. Like even if we don't pitch them, it's still working in public relations to see other colleagues in the industry showcasing that work for their clients is really cool. And I think it's great for the industry as a whole, you know, all the way around. So thank you again for tuning in to the Move the Stairs podcast, the podcast for CBD business owners. We will catch you again in a couple of weeks for our next all new episode. Take care.